0: It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francina Hallrus. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallris, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Hallris is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families but that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, at Amazon and at better bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose. The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallruss.
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's family time, and welcome back, listeners. Our Leadership Learning Series continues, listeners. A life in transition on our pathway forward. And today's focus, part two, God's masterpiece, the design and functions of our human body. Now, listen, so let's take scripture, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 27. The New International Reader's Version says this. We are one body, but have many parts. Quote, starting at verse 12, There is one body, listeners, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body, listeners. It is the same with Christ. We are all baptized by one Holy Spirit. And so we are formed into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people. We were all given the same spirit to drinklessness. So the body is not made up of just one part, it has many parts. Suppose, listeners, the foot says, quote, I am not a hand, so I don't belong to the body, Unquote. By saying this, listeners, it cannot stop being part of the body just because it was said. And suppose, listeners, the ear says, quote, I am not an eye, so I don't belong to the body, Unquote. By saying this, listeners, it cannot stop being part of the body. If the whole body, listens were an eye, how could it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? Listeners, God has placed each part in the body just as He wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, listeners, how could there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there is only one body. Listeners, the eye can't say to the hand, quote, I don't need you. Unquote. The head can't say to the feet, quote, I don't need you. Unquote. In fact, listeners, It is just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. The parts that we think are less important, we treat with special honor. The private parts are not shown, but they are treated with special care. Listeners, the parts that can be shown don't need special care. But God has put together all the parts of the body, and He has given more honor to the parts that didn't have any. In that way, listeners, the parts of the body will not take sides. All of them will take care of one another. If one part suffers, listeners, Every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, listeners, every part shares in its joy. Listeners, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of this magnificent masterpiece, God's body. Amen. And we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francina Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's word. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com and press donate. That's www.CoachTateFoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. Now, welcome back, listeners. Today, we have an estimated 8 billion human bodies on planet Earth and yet to be born that represent God's ongoing increased harvest of his masterpiece, humankind, male and female. Now, listeners, as God sits high and he looks low at his human masterpiece that he planted in earth's garden, what does he see, listeners, today? Can you imagine addition and multiplication? Well, we have a special rendering today by our colleague Dallas Jones, written in 2022, January 1st, entitled Our Bodies, Our Physical Bodies, A Magnificent Gift from God. And it reads as such, a physical body is given to each of us by our lovingly heavenly Father. He created it as a tabernacle for our spirit to assist each of us in our quest to fulfill the full measure of our creation. Listeners, our bodies allow each of us to experience the great plan of salvation that God has designed for all his children. He wants us listeners eventually to become more like him and return to live with him. Let's not listeners, our bodies and spirits are from God. God is the father of our spirits, listeners. Acts 17, 28 through 29 in the Bible. We lived with him in heaven before we were born. Furthermore, listeners, we have had father's flesh, which corrected us. And we gave them reference, shall we not much rather be in subjection? Unto the Father of our spirits and live. Hebrews 12 9. Listeners, when God created us physically, we were created in the image of God, each with a personal mortal body. Genesis 1 27. Listeners, this is our Heavenly Father's work and glory. For behold, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Unquote Moses one thirty nine in the pearl of great price. The Spirit provides the body with animation and personality listeners. Job thirty two eight. Let's notate our bodies are referred to as temples listeners. In the scriptures Our physical bodies in which our spirit resides, listeners, is referred to be in the scriptures as a temple. Quote, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the spirit of God dwelleth in you, unquote, question. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy which temple ye are, unquote, 1 Corinthians three sixteen through 17, listeners, Paul the apostle also said, quote, what, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Thou far glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, unquote. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, listeners. Listeners, our magnificent physical bodies, let's notate. The marvel of our physical bodies is often overlooked, listeners, or flat out unappreci- underappreciated. Who has not encountered feelings of low self-esteem because of physique? or appearance. Now listen, many people wish their bodies could be more like someone else's or more to their liking. Ponder the magnificence of what you see when you look in the mirror, listen. Ignore the blemishes and look beyond to see the real you, a child of God, created by him in his image. Listen, each organ of your body is a wondrous gift from God. Each eye has an autofocusing lens. Nerves and muscles control two eyes, listeners, to make a single three-dimensional image. The eyes, listeners, are connected to the brain, which records the sights that we see. Your heart is an incredible pump. It has four delicate valves that control the direction of blood flow, listeners. These valves open and close more than a hundred times a day, 36 million times a year, listeners. Yet, unless altered by disease, listeners, they cannot and they can withstand such stress almost indefinitely. Think of the body's defense system, listeners. To protect it from harm, it perceives pain. In response to infection, it generates antibiotics. The skin provides protection. It warns against injury that excessive heat or cold might cause. The body renews its own outdated cells. listeners. The body can heal its cuts, its bruises, and broken bones, listeners. Its capacity for reproduction is another sacred gift from God, listeners. The body constantly regulates the levels of countless ingredients, such as salt, water, sugar, protein, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. Regulatory controls are managed without our awareness, listeners, of these amazing realities. Amen. In our natural body's defense system. Let's not take, listeners. Our our test is for our spirits to learn to control our physical bodies. And we'll be right back. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on a Power Family, give us a call at 904-234-6970. That's 904-234-6970. Listeners, our test is for our spirits to learn to control our physical bodies. Our spirit acquired our body and became a living soul to experience mortality and the associated trials and testing. Listeners. Part of that testing is to determine if the appetites of our body can be mastered by our spirit. While in the body, when we understand our nature and our purpose on earth, listeners, and that our bodies are physical temples of God, we will realize that it is sacrilege to let anything into that might defile our bodies. Listeners, it is truly irreverent to let even the gaze of our precious eyesight, or the sensors of our touch, or hearing supply the brain with memories that are unclean or unworthy, amen. as our creator put appetites in our bodies to perpetrate the human race and fulfill his great plan of happiness. Thus, listen: we have appetites for food, for water, and for love. When we truly know our divine nature, We will want to control such appetites and we will focus our eyes on sights, our ears on sounds, and our minds on thoughts that are a credit to our physical creation as a temple of God. We should gratefully acknowledge him as our creator and thank him for the magnificence of our own physical temple. We will care for it, listeners, and cherish it as our own personal gift from God. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Empowered Family Talk with your hostess, Francina Haldras. Be sure and join us next week and every week at this time for the program that brings you practical answers to the questions
1: of the 21st century. Now, welcome back, listeners. We have a special rendering by our colleague, James Prooch. Genesis 2, co-workers in the garden. And it reads as such. In my last message, I made the case that Genesis 1 shows up that God created humanity, male and female, Genesis 1, listeners, shows us that God created humanity, male, M A L E, and female, F E M A L E, and that both genders were endowed with equal status, function, and authority to carry out God's command. As the, quote, image and likeness, unquote, of the Creator, listeners, humanity served as representatives. Or vice regents of King Yahweh on earth. The first chapter of Genesis doesn't allow us to construct a gender hierarchy. Indeed to argue that way entirely misses the author's pointlessness. Now what about Genesis 2? Well in this message we'll see that the purpose of Genesis 2 is to show how God provides what is necessary for His mandate to actually be fulfilled. and listeners, it will also show that the woman is never portrayed as subservient to the man. Instead, listeners, we'll see the beauty of their mutuality as co-priests in God's sacred space in the garden. The question, let's not take, is Genesis even about gender roles? Question. He writes, let me digress for a moment. If we're self aware enough, we should often ask if our contemporary debates on a particular topic have much to do with what the authors of scriptures were dealing with in the first place. For this message, we should ask quote, Is Genesis 2 even about gender roles? Unquote. Well, let's listen to what Old Testament scholar and Genesis expert John Walton had to say. My opinion of the contribution of Genesis 2 to the debate is that it offers no establishment or articulation of gender roles. Regardless of what conclusions can be drawn about the issue as a whole, once New Testament texts are considered, this text is considered with, concerned with human roles, not gender roles. Man and woman serve together. We still have the same problem Christ's disciples had. While he used himself proclaiming the spiritual qualities of the kingdom, they were busy arguing who would be most important. So, listeners, why I am spending all this time on the appetizer of Genesis when 1 Corinthians 14 or 1 Timothy 2 looks like the main course? Precisely because it's part and parcel of the commentary position, it complements the scriptures. Listen's a case for a male, quote, headship, unquote, that is leadership, is often made by complementary based on Genesis 2 and Genesis 1 for that matter. Complementarians argue that while men are not better than or superior to women, they are nevertheless called by godlessness to be the head, based on several things they see in Genesis 1 through 2, such as this. Number one, the man was created first, verse 7. The man was given the charge to keep the garden first, verse 15. The man named the woman, verse 23. The man is the one who leads his parents to pursue his wife, verse 24. I think Walton is right. However, listeners, that the creation account isn't about gender roles. On the other hand, it displays the magnificence, the mutual role humans have in God's world. And that's what I'm trying to show in these first two messages here. If we can understand the original function and purpose for humanity at creation, won't it go a long way to helping us peel back the layers of female subjugation that thousands of years of patriarchy have built? Listen, I think so. Now, let's go on to the next point here, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francina Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's word. You can go to www.CoachTateFoundation.com and press donate. That's www.CoachTateFoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. Now, welcome back, listeners. Let's notate doing priestly work in a sacred space. He writes, I made the case in the last message that humanity was created for a specific function and purpose. Male, M-A-L-E, and female, F-E-M-A-L-E, were to be Yahweh's representatives in his sacred space. They were created in his image, an ancient Near East way of talking about someone ruling on behalf of the deity. As we get to Genesis 2, listeners, this idea of God creating sacred space and bolstered. By the fact that we see God resting on the seventh day of creation, as well as the garden being placed in proximity to four rivers. Chapter 2, 10 through 14, where the rivers actually flow out of Eden, E-D-E-N, the Garden of Eden, into the garden. In the ancient world, listeners, temples were, physical temples were the place where the divine came to rest. R-E-S-T. That is, set up residence amongst its people. And descriptions of temples in literature contain references to rivers and waters and vast gardens and animals with a larger palace complex. As long as some Christians use Genesis 1 through 2 to parse gender roles of leadership and submission, we continue, we need to continue to revisit them in their rightful context, listeners. All of this would have been a common scene for the ancient audience of Genesis and they would have associated it with the sacred space of deity. Right now, you might be thinking, listen, wait, aren't we talking about gender? What's the point of all this ancient Near East stuff? Yes, we're talking about gender, but as long as some Christians use Genesis 1 and 2 to parse gender roles of leadership and submission, we need to continue to revisit them in their context. When we do this, listeners, we'll see the brilliance of God's design for humanity that makes our question, what can women do, unquote, look rather silly. Amen. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on a Power Family, give us a call at 904-234-6970. That's 904 234 Now, welcome back, listeners. In our closed message here, but let's go back to Genesis, verse 15, that says this, quote, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, unquote. The New International Version. Listeners, this narrative flows like this. God puts the man in the garden to work it and care for it. Priestly activities in a sacred space. God recognizes that it's not good that He's doing the job alone. So He declares He will make a corresponding strength for the man. God brings all of the animals He's created to the man to name them. He finds no Ezra among them for Himself. Now, listeners, this text isn't suggesting that the man is lonely and wishes he had someone to snuggle with remember that he is not living in the flesh he's living in the presence of his creator and is free from sin he's not lacking fellowship with godlessness instead he wants a partner who can serve with him as a co-priest in the sacred space But he couldn't find anyone, listeners, so God finally provides one for him and from him. Now, listeners, just as God forms the man from the ground to display his solidarity with the land he is working and keeping, so God forms the woman from the man to display the solidarity they have with each other. This reemphasizes, listeners, that she is his, quote, corresponding strength, unquote, as they work together in the garden. Listeners, the man's reaction tells us everything we need to know about the equality of these two humans before sin entered the world. The man cries out in delight as he has finally found someone like him. Bones of his bones and flesh of his flesh someone equal to him and to the task of keeping the garden listeners it does not at all imply that the woman is subservient to the man she is quite literally from him she is equal in every respect amen Listen, the man and the woman in the garden were the first team of priests to serve the Lord in his sacred space. Let's let that sink in for a minute, listeners. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? There was no hierarchy. It was about human and humanity's identity and our role as representatives of God and co-workers with God, listeners. When we look down the corridors of biblical history, listeners, all the way to the end of the story in the book of Revelations, we see how this partnership in the garden comes full circle. All God's people, men and women, listeners, are a kingdom and priest who reign with Yahweh in a redeemed Eden, that temple, garden city. Where we will see Jesus' face and sin and death will be no more. Revelations 1 6, 5, 10, and 21, Listeners, indeed, listeners, we, you and I, are that kingdom and those priests today. Amen. Now, welcome back, listeners. In our close, let's remember we are one body with different parts as we read today's poem by mr warman and it reads as such entitled my body my body is so beautiful from my head to my toes i have many parts feet take me where i want to go i have a lot of organs like a bladder lungs and heart I have a lot of muscles and bones, but that is just the start. My body has white blood cells to keep me from getting ill. Red blood cells carry my oxygen and food to my organs, better still. My body has a lot of systems that work together like a team. Keeping my body healthy and working without effort, so it seems. I keep my body healthy by eating healthy snacks and foods. I exercise outdoors a lot. Fresh air keeps me in a happy mood. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening in today to the Empower Family broadcast with Francina Hallriss. You may send letters of prayerful and financial support to 521 College Street, Asheville, North Carolina, 28801. If you're in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 904-234-6970. That's area code 904-234-6970. You can also visit the ministry website at www.CoachTateFoundationCoachTateFoundation.com or email us at contact at CoachTateFoundation.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another broadcast from Empowered Family Talk. This program is sponsored by Demetrius Designs.
1: Francita hall on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week